Hello, my friends. This is the podcast that brings the wealth of knowledge, expertise, and fun of Twins Smoke Shop, New England's premier smoke shop, right to you, wherever you are, whenever you want it. And that's Not Just Blowing Smoke. You can find us at our website, notjustblowingsmoke.com, and be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Not Just Blowing Smoke. That was Jeff Pitchell's Fat Cigar you were listening to, and that means it's time for Not Just Blowing Smoke. Coming at you live from Twin Smoke Shop Studio Headquarters here in Hooksit, New Hampshire. Be sure to subscribe to us on Podbean, iHeartRadio. I don't know why I always kind of flub it up around Podbean. Podbean? What, what <laughs> the heck is that? I don't know. We're on, on Podbean. Podbean, iHeartRadio, Spotify, iTunes, Google, wherever you get your podcast from. We have it all. We I'm Pastor Padron, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Paul, Nick, and Dave. Ooh. And we're very excited to have one of our favorite guests with us again, Spirit Rep Tequila yeah. Talia. Well, thank you. Thank you very well, much. It is very nice to have you with us tonight. Now, tonight uh, on our episode here, in the spirit of Thanksgiving, the upcoming holiday, we will each be sharing the five cigars and five pipe tobaccos that we are most thankful for, mm-hmm. our top five. And while we talk about our top five cigars, we are going to be reviewing the Byron Petite Poema by Selected Tobacco. This is a cigar that is aged for five years before it comes to the market. And um, one of the interesting things that Nelson Alfonso, who owns um, uh, Selected Tobacco, does is while the cigars are in that aging room of his, there's seven different kinds of tobacco in that room. Tobacco. There's seven different kinds of cedar in that room, (laughs) along with the tobacco, which is actually rolled cigars. (laughs) And some of those um, cedars, (coughs) excuse me, are to keep pests away. Some of them are specifically for the cigars to uh, interact with. And one of the interesting things he does, uh, not with all of them for some reason, but with the Petit Poema, he does this. He makes a hole punch in the bottom of the cellophane of the cigar. We have a picture of that for you, mm-hmm. so you can see what I'm talking about. And uh, there it is right there. Yep, there it is. You can see that hole punch, and that hole punch is so that the cedar has direct access to the cigar. And, um, uh, you know, to kind of give you a little clue about the special thing of aging a cigar after it's been rolled for five years. Lots of people use aged tobacco that's aged two, three, four, five years. But once the cigar is rolled, typically a cigar will sit in an aging room for two or three months, maybe six months, if they're really, really pushing it, um, to let the cigar marry, to let those flavors kind of interact with each other, to let everything settle. This thing sits for five years before it comes to you. Nice. It, and so the result is you get a very smooth, very creamy uh, cigar. And uh, now this is a Rothschild size. It's a four by 50. And uh, the wrapper binder filler are all undisclosed. So I can't tell you any more than that. Uh, but uh, 
this is a very, very interesting little cigar. We're going to be letting you know whether we think it is a good Thanksgiving cigar. We'll let you know at the end of this segment here what we think. Um, now, Talia, you have brought something really cool to mm-hmm. pair with this really cool cigar. Oh, what, yeah. what have I you have, brought? I have. So this is the Rabbit Hole bourbon so it's mm. one of three bourbons they have four whiskeys in total that come out of their distillery in louisville kentucky mm-hmm. and this one is the first to hit new hampshire it just hit mm. a few weeks ago which is really nice and it's called a high gold bourbon mm. high gold mm-hmm. what is that Very high gold. so it's named after christian high gold okay who he was a german immigrant and came to louisville kentucky <laughs> back in the 1850s and mm-hmm. he was actually a stonecutter and sort of embraced American culture and came to Louisville and loved America so much that he built this huge stone house sort of in tribute to America and freedom and being able to come here and do his work. Mm. And the front of that house is still standing. So you can mm. go see that still down oh, in Bourbon that's Country. Cool. Mm-hmm. Nice. So the founder of rabbit hole distillery is an immigrant himself and when he learned about this and you know visited the high gold house he saw the patriotism that was there even though he wasn't from here Mm -hmm. so he came to america he built this patriotism around this house and the founder was very inspired by that so this particular bourbon that he created was named after him for that now where does the name rabbit hole come from so the founder is Kay Zarminian, and he actually came to this country and married a woman from Louisville, Kentucky. So, yes. That's a clashing of cultures. No kidding. No kidding. So uh, he's of Persian descent, and when he came here, him and his wife eventually went back to her hometown, mm-hmm. and he really fell in love with the whole culture of bourbon country and bourbons and the whole history behind it. And he learned a lot about it, went to a lot of different distilleries, tried a lot of different brands and decided that this was something he wanted to do. Mm. He was a psychologist by trade. A psychologist? A psychologist. Oh, a psychologist. (laughs) What's a psychologist? Let me get that. They they deal with alcohol. (laughs) Glug, glug, they deal glug. with people who need to drink another sip before they keep talking. <laughs> nice. If I was a psychologist, I'd probably do a lot of drinking too. <laughs> mm. So while he was down there, he decided, you know, he kind of, you see how saturated the bourbon market is right yes, now. Yes, yep. And most bourbons actually come from a handful of different recipes. And these labels will bring them in, maybe tweak them a little bit, mm-hmm. maybe age them in a different barrel. Mm-hmm and slap their label on it. So as much as he fell in love with the history of bourbon, the state of American whiskey today, he was kind of like, all right, this is a little monotonous. So he wanted to make something different, creative, kind of like channel those pre-prohibition era bourbon makers. Yeah. Um, So he told his wife, you know, let's do this. I'm I'm done practicing and I want to go into distilling and I want to do it on my own. The way that i want to do it and she told him okay well you know you're going down the rabbit hole once you go down there no turning back <laughs> so the name kind of stuck and that's you know that's kind of the story of how he named it rabbit hole and 
That's very cool. Mm-hmm. It's very cool that he kind of named it after that whole process. Yep. Which again goes to right to the hit the uniqueness. So it, the bottle's unique. Mm-hmm. The the rabbit across the front of it. It's, yep. it's a very you can see the that bottle right in here. You can see the bottle from the end of the aisle. Right. Doesn't matter how far away it is. It's mm-hmm. just a very unique. Um, uh, set up all the way around yeah. right definitely and stands out in the shelf yes it's i mean you see it right away mm-hmm. and you know when in liquor stores today when your bourbon shelf is almost as long as your vodka shelf i mean yeah what do you choose if if you're not a bourbon drinker you don't know so you kind of go based on what you see and what you like out of the bottle and this is stands right out so i'm very proud to be representing something that's so unique and so different that's awesome um i would like to know what the panel here thinks of the pairing so far. We've been smoking the cigar for a few minutes. What's what's the first thoughts on this? Now, I know that um, Dave was kind of, you know, wondering whether or not he would appreciate this tonight. Dave, what, what are your thoughts so far? Um, it's very creamy. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a I'm, – I'm pleasantly surprised. Personal. Okay. So So you're you're enjoying it. There's yes. There's some I feel like some minute nuttiness, some earthiness, some leatherness. And they're all kind of like leatherness. Mm. Mingling together. I love it. And um <laughs> and um you I'm look like the emperor from Star Wars. <laughs> Palpatine <laughs> over here. <laughs> emperor Palpatine. <laughs> Do we execute Order 66? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, did it jerk? <laughs> oh, hey. All right. Uh, Nick, what about what are you thinking? Moving on. Uh, what are you thinking? Excellent. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah def- excellent. Definitely agree yeah. with Paul on that one. How would you compare it to the banker? Sweet nuts. Yeah. <laughs> Night and day difference here. Night and day difference. Mm-hmm. Uh, the cigar alone, really nice, creamy, smooth. Get that nice cedar note in there. Mm-hmm. Low earth. A tad bit of um, leather. Nothing crazy. Really a uh, little on the complex side. Yeah. Um, medium body, really smooth, really rich. Mm-hmm. Um, and with the drink, the drink is bringing out a little bit more, a little sweetness in the cigar, and the cigar is kind of uh, calming down that spice that you get on the on the finish. So it's really instead of it being really sweet in the front and then a nice spice in the finish, it's kind of calming both down. Mm. Really nice pairing going on right now. And that's interesting because this this rye does not have the bite. Mm. That most rye does. It's right. Very smooth. What did mm-hmm. you say? Was it twenty five percent? Yep. So it's a high rye bourbon. Right. So it's still a bourbon. Mm-hmm. It just has a higher rye content. So it's twenty five percent. Where you know they have a an actual rye whiskey that's ninety five percent rye. So mm. uh, I'm not typically a rye drinker because I don't really care for that kick of spice mm-hmm. that you're getting. But this is much more mild. And I think I told you guys when I came in, like I tried this earlier with the cigar pairing and the bourbon and the spice is very much mellowed. It's still there, Mm. but it's not like burning 
the yeah. root beer your mouth like mm-hmm. it right. does without the cigar. Right. Mm-hmm. So it almost is. It's almost like it's not there. Right. Almost. It kind of you can taste it, but you can't feel it. Right. right. So exactly. it smooths yep. everything out. Yeah, which is very nice. Which yep. I think works. Mm-hmm. Yep. How are you liking the uh, cigar there? Oh, I love it. I mean, like I said, the fact that it's smoothing out that spice and making mm-hmm. it even more drinkable, which mm-hmm. even without the cigar, it's such so a drinkable you, it's, bourbon. So to you, it's making the, the drink even more enjoyable. I agree. You. Okay. Yes. Paul, what uh, what might you have? You're already halfway done. You're, you're pulling up. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying. Nick is here. I'm trying. Being a good boy, I'm, taking his time. I'm trying, but i got to say, this this is really a fantastic cigar. Because normally when we talk about Byron and Atabase, anything from Select Tobacco, it's usually a mild to medium cigar. Mm-hmm. This is more of a medium full to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I'm getting a lot of the... Uh, earthy, leather, creaminess, mm-hmm. cedar, little floral notes. Mm-hmm. In the beginning, I was getting a little bit of a pepper note, too. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. the drink on its own, really, really good bourbon. It, mm. it has that nice fruity citrus with that little bit of zip of pepper in the back. Yep. But both pepper notes have been canceled out. So the cigar is, is canceled out the drink, and as a result... Uh, I'm not picking up the pepper notes on the cigar anymore. I think the right. drink is because it lingers a little bit in your palate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's still really a, a very smooth yeah. uh, bourbon. And so I think it's a fantastic pairing. I really do. And this this is it's this great. is not a light cigar at all. This has got some body to it. It definitely has body really, to really it. Really, really good. And the 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 drink and the cigar are really playing really nice together. Very well together. Yeah. It's not it's not either or that's powering uh either or out. Mm-hmm. Um even though, even yes, absolutely, it's very nice. Um, even though it's what a ninety-five proof, 95 96, yeah. Even though it's a pretty above-average proof, mm-hmm. it's still not overpowering the cigar, and the cigar Correct. is keeping up with it, and it's yeah. it's very nice. Yeah, it was very municipal. Very, <laughs> very, <laughs> very. Yeah. Uh You know, in the spirit of full transparency, you know, one of the things that that you know, is difficult for me with uh, any of Nelson Alfonso's stuff, the Byrons, the Atabays, not so much with, with the Bandoleros that he makes, but the Byrons and the Atabays, which are his super premium cigars, they are so, you know, well blended that it's very difficult to pick out plain major flavors or tastes or profiles it is pretty complex it's a very it's always a very complex thing and so it's very hard to explain you know not in the way that you know uh an acid is hard for me to explain you know (laughs) but in 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 you know is it vanilla well just smoke it let me tell me what you think you know with with these cigars everything plays so well together it's hard to pick anything out yeah and so it's it's more of a, you know, I, I know I like it, and I the flavors are very agreeable to me. And yes, I would say medium, medium plus, mm-hmm. you know, for the body of the cigar, and it's it's got some good, you know, spice, especially in the retro, oh, very yeah. pleasant. Yeah, right. But getting real specific is really hard for me. I mean, I can I can understand the earthy, but yet the cigar does not taste earthy like. You know, like a uh, uh, Christoph Vengeance tastes earthy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a it's a very it's it's much more subtle. It's much more nuanced, and um, it is really 
a, a very well-balanced cigar. And as I'm looking around, too, another thing I notice is that everyone's cigar is burning incredibly well. It is. Yep. yep. And incredibly well. Incredibly well. <laughs> <laughs> well, and even as I was chatting away over here, I was like, oh, my God, it didn't go out. Sweet. Yeah. It didn't <laughs> go out. And look at that nice, oily sheen on, mm. the, on the wrapper, too. It, it is. Very, yeah. The oil yeah. is just glistening off this thing. It's beautiful. Ow. I wouldn't expect anything less from from Nelson. a Byron. Mm -hmm. uh, he, uh, Nelson makes incredible cigars from the Atabays, the Bandoleros. Yep. One of my favorite cigars in his line uh, and extremely affordable, too. Yeah. What Now, which of the Bandoleros is your favorite? Uh, I don't know the name, but it's the Toro size. The Toro size, the Picaros. Yes. The Picaros, the Tremendos, the, the Colossal. Yep. Yeah, the, the, the Colossales is the 6x60. Yeah. It's yep. actually not 54. 6. It's like it's a 57, 56. 58. Somewhere. Yeah. It's, he, he does odd sizes. Yeah. You know, like some of his some of his uh, cigars have like a 55 ring gauge. Yeah. I mean, who does that? And Nelson, I guess Nelson he does. does. Because Nelson he can. He can. You know. But uh, very, very good. Very high-end stuff. He, he makes about, uh, he releases about 300 jars of these these come in a ceramic jar a year mm. for the earth yeah. i mean we go through 300 boxes of ashton churchills in what uh two weeks a couple of months <laughs> you know i mean it's it's seriously we go through there are some cigars where and and we're just one store mm. you know and here's you know there's 300 of the of those boxes for everybody so it's a very very hard to get high-end cigar um, which for me puts it on the radar for Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday of the year. It's I don't know about you guys. Oh, it's it's, my, it's too. my favorite holiday of the year. It's, it's his favorite because it's my birthday. Aww. Aww. Just this year, Dave. Every seven years. <laughs> it changes. It's like four, then seven, then ten, then four. <laughs> it's because of the leap year miss as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, Dave. Um, but this year, this year, it is it is your birthday yes, on Thanksgiving, it is. It is. and how young are you going to be? Well, uh, fifty-eight. I'll be uh, forty-six. I'll be um. Let's see. Okay. You remember when you were born, Dave? It was nineteen seventy-five. That's a hint. Wow, forty-five. I'll be he's I'll ten be, years I'll older be than me. Twenty-one for the twenty-sixth time. Fifteen years older than me. <laughs> wow, he's ten years older than I am. Mm -hmm. My my my. Twenty-fourth mm. time. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't I I don't know where to go from there. I'm aging. so confused now. Speaking aging. of aging, you were, aging. listen, so you were talking about the yep. aging, right? Yep. The aging process. Well, of course, with whiskey that's extremely important as well. Yes. Mm -hmm. So let's go on to a nice tangent about rabbit hole mm -hmm. and their process. Yes, let's. let's. So let's let's, let's shall go we go down that rabbit hole. Shall we go down the rabbit hole <laughs> of the aging process of the bourbon? Oh. Well, in order to legally be a bourbon whiskey, you have to age for at least two years. Mm -hmm. Almost. At least two years. At least aging. two years. Mm -hmm. Okay. So rabbit hole does three, and again, legally to be considered a bourbon, you have to use first fill American oak casks. Okay. So most bourbon quote unquote distilleries, because most of them don't actually distill their own um, whiskey. Yeah. Um, they will use gas fires mm -hmm. to char or toast the inside of their barrels, mm -hmm. and the charring and the toasting, you know, gives you more flavor because the more you char the more the whiskey's able to get into the get wood. Get into the wood, right. Well, Rabbit Hole does use actual wood fires. 
So not only is that giving, it's just giving you a more natural, mm. like smooth finish with that char flavor, mm -hmm. whereas it might be a little bit harsher with other bourbons. So the aging process is important as well as the charring process of the barrels. So unique in that way, as well as the fact that they're, of course, using their own recipes to create the bourbon, very unique. And they're actually small batch bourbon. Where a lot of places say small batch, and it's like a thousand, two thousand, yeah. ten thousand barrels, <laughs> a, you know, a, in a batch. Yeah, yeah. Fifteen barrels in a batch. Wow, is wow. rabbit hole. That's, Only that's fifteen. Pretty that's pretty unique. So that is actual small batch, very much giving the master distiller control over everything, that's taste, nice. flavor, mm -hmm. anything that goes into that whiskey. They have complete control over. So. It's a very, very, very unique bourbon. And if anyone's looking for a bourbon that's like, okay, this isn't like every other bourbon I find on the shelf, Rabbit Hole is definitely the way to go. Yeah. And at the price, it's, it's At the price, it's a steal. Yeah. Yeah. It's on It's transcendent. Ooh. Is it transcendent? Yes. Though? It is. It is. Yes. I, I, I would concur. Yeah. I concur. Now, I concur. You know, talking about aging here, I can tell you something else about these cigars. You know, uh, Nelson does something that I don't know anyone else that uh, does this process. While the cigars are sitting there aging, he actually uh, raises and lowers the humidity in that room from 70% relative humidity, 70 degrees, to 40% humidity, 40 degrees, Ooh. over a two-week period of time. So over two weeks, it'll go from 70, 70 to 40, 40. And what he's discovered that does for his cigars is... As the cigar gets colder and dries out, and the tobacco kind of shrinks, it, ex it, it exhales out the ammonias and things that are in the leaf. Interesting. And then as it heats up again and expands as the humidity and heat increases, it draws in uh, the cedar from the room. And so you expel out the things that make the cigar bitter, and you're pulling in stuff that makes it you know, very sweet and very smooth and rounds everything out. And that happens every two weeks, in this case, for five years. Wow. And you end up with a cigar that, you know, a lot of cigars, even if you enjoy them, by the time you're getting to the end of it, it's really changing as the ammonias and oils and things are gathering at the end of the cigar. And it gets stronger, sometimes really bitter, sometimes kind of nasty. That doesn't happen with these no you can smoke i these are cigars i that i think are totally pipe worthy you mm, can take oh, this course. shove the butt into your pipe and smoke it until it's gone <laughs> and it's good the entire way mm. wonderful wonderful uh cigar so aging is is important with his cigars as well um now talia you know it's been a it's been a little bit you were here with us over the summer mm -hmm. I think. What have you been uh, doing since you were last uh, with us? I mean, kind of treading water like everybody else. Kind of treading industry. water, just, yeah, and COVID just, times. You know, as a as a liquor rep in a in a world where all the bars are sort of nervous mm -hmm. and not really sure what tomorrow holds, mm -hmm. especially being a Jameson rep and having St. Patrick's Day canceled like twelve hours before St. Patrick's Day, oh. everybody's on edge. So, I mean, you know, just doing my best, kind of supporting, um, going in, having some drinks and yeah. talking to people and just making sure everyone's doing all right. Now, we're, of course, you know, I think a lot of cigar shops are kind of, you know, 
nervous as well about what's going on. Nobody wants to be the place where, you know, a big something, something right. happens or anything like that. Mm -hmm. That said, this year has been very good for a lot of cigar shops in New Hampshire, especially, you know, for twins. You know, it's been a very good year for us. Has it been good for the liquor business as well? The liquor stores are cranking. Okay. I mean, my God, are they cranking. <laughs> yeah, they're essential. They're essential. Yep. Yeah. Yes. They're essential we were for labeled a essential. Yes. So thank the Lord for that. It'd be a mass riot if they oh shut down. Oh, my God. I couldn't even imagine. I would be right at the forefront, let me mm -hmm. tell you. It would so, be, I think it would be back in Prohibition days where people just start oh, making their own liquor anarchy. in their backyard, yeah. too. And it would yep. just be crazy. It'd be anarchy. So liquor stores are cranking. I mean, it depends on the place. You know, some places have been doing really well, but they've also had to shut down for a couple of weeks at a time here and mm. there because the reason why they're doing well is they're not, you know, following the rules necessarily. So they're allowing a lot of people in. But it's everybody's, in my opinion, you know, you, you do what you're comfortable with, right? Right, right. So... I think it's everybody been just an, has it's to been be an interesting ride. About, exactly. About things. Exactly. Now, now, I learned something new about you today. You you play the violin. I do. I saw that picture on the <laughs> opening. Uh, I do. The intro. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How, what what got you into the violin? Was that something your parents made you do, or did you choose it, or mm -hmm. what was it? So, um, I was one of those kids that was like, you know, I'm not doing after school activities. I'm done with school. I'm done. I want to go home. I want to go play kickball. You know what I mean? I want to, I want to why, get out of here. Why am I not surprised? <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's a shocker. Uh -huh. So when I was in, what, third grade? So you're mm. eight at that point. Um, playing the violin was an in-school activity. So you mm -hmm. did it while you were at school. So okay. I didn't have to do any time outside. Mm. So I was like, hell yeah. Get the parents off my back. Let's do something like that. Mm-hmm. And I actually really liked it, shockingly. Yeah. Um, but again, I was still, I never, like, I've rarely practiced at home. It's not like I took private lessons. I did the in-school thing mm -hmm. from third grade to senior year mm -hmm. where you play in an orchestra. Mm -hmm. And I was shockingly good for someone who never practiced at home. So <laughs> kind of like at school, I was shockingly good at school for someone who never studied or did homework. So um, it just sort of came natural to me and I picked up reading music real well and I enjoyed it. But, you know, once you get to college and out of college and all your friends stop playing and nobody wants to play anymore and you're mm -hmm. just like, well, you know, as a social human, playing by myself was kind of dull. Yeah. Um, I did pose for those photos. There's a whole line of those photos mm. um, while I was playing in various outdoor areas around Manchester, which is kind of fun because I mm. always gathered a crowd. Right. You know, in Massabesic or Doris Pond or something. Um, but yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. But when you when you don't have the motivation, it kind of like dwindles. So I haven't played in a little bit, but I could pick it back up if I wanted. Mm. It's fun. Very nice. Mm. I wonder if uh, I wonder if she could play uh, Jeff Pitchell's Fat Cigar on the violin. That would be nice. Next time she's here. Yes. yes. If you give me the music and I practice for a while, I probably could. <laughs> that might be cool. I think cool. she can be ready for next Monday. Next, next week. Monday? Yeah. Next, next Monday? Monday? <laughs> 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 Who's the fire and playing, Jim? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> give me like a month. Give me a month and I got you. I got you. <laughs> oh, my. Um, Thanksgiving's coming up, as you know. And... Um, one of the things that you know we're we're going to focus on in this show is sharing 
some things that we're thankful for. This is a cigar podcast. It's a pipe podcast. So we're going to talk about the five cigars that we are most thankful for this year. Talia is going to join in in a little bit and tell us about five of the spirits or liqueurs mm. that she's most thankful for. I'm very anxious to hear what that <laughs> list might be. But um, who would like to go first? Uh, Paul, mm. what's what's your uh, what's your number five? Or do you have a particular order to them, or is there not, the... not really? Because I mean, I, I've I've smoked these five cigars more than any other cigars this past year, and not so any... that's what makes them the most Correct. thankful. Yeah. is that you go yeah. back and back and back. Right, and back. and <clears throat> you know, one particular one that I smoked right out of the gate, and probably right through the first quarter of this year. The Illusion Cons- Cigar nope, Privé. No, nope, no, nope. that's, <laughs> that's <laughs> ongoing. That's I ongoing. I thought it was it. I thought nope. it was it. The Roma Craft and Temperance Brotherly Kindness. Ooh. Uh, and I, and again, I, I, mm. I've, I was smoking that pretty regularly through the uh, winter through the early spring. Yeah. I can't tell you why. It just, it was just something I was, uh, just loving at the time. Um, I was actually spending a little bit of time down with my parents. My mother had some health issues, so I was spending some time with them before this whole lockdown mm-hmm. uh, prevented it, pre- prevented me from doing that any further. But um, I remember bringing a whole bunch of those with me, and uh, that was my twice daily smoke. Twice, twice daily. Twice daily. I just really enjoyed it very, very much, and I still continue to smoke that uh, here and there. Um, so that is probably. Uh, one of my f- one of my favorite Connecticut uh, cigars this year. Okay, that's fantastic. Yep. Yep. Um, <laughs> uh, but then the the next one, which is kind of a a, a continuous pleasure of mine, uh, and it's not what you think, Nick. Uh, it's shit, but th- this shouldn't surprise you because we did this uh, episode not that long ago. Is the Foundation Ch- uh, Chata Oak Connecticut Broadleaf Grande. That does not surprise. That doesn't surprise me at all. all. No. Nope. Again, that, that's, that's that's probably your blood type, isn't it? Paul? Yes, it is. Connecticut <laughs> <laughs> broadleaf is my blood type. <laughs> uh, so that yeah, that's that's probably my favorite cigar with a cup of coffee in the morning. And and I was very proud of you, Dave, when you texted me the other day and said you've inspired me to have the Connecticut broadleaf cigar, Chata Oak, with a black cup of coffee. Ooh. Yep. And yeah. I said, wow. He did that. Yeah, and, and you said it was in a, my presence. You said it was what, Dave? It was an awesome it was, cigar. You said it was transcendent. It was transcendent. It's transcendent. It's transcendent. <laughs> <laughs> yep. um, the next one is really in the last several months <laughs> since we brought this line in, uh, and I've been smoking a lot of them lately. Is the Perdomo <laughs> ten year anniversary Maduro? Ooh, that's a good Partic- another Maduro. Particular, mm-hmm. yes. I know, shocking, <laughs> shocking, yeah, shocking. Particularly the Epicure. I, mm-hmm. I, I switch between the Epicure and the Churchill. I think they're mm-hmm. both fantastic. I get very similar t- uh, flavors out of both of them. I've tried a few of the other sizes, and I keep going back to the Epicure and the Churchill. Epicures are great sizes. And both are under $9. Mm-hmm. Just a really, really good value mm-hmm. cigar, mm-hmm. and you get those just wonderful, smooth, uh, espresso chocolate notes out of it. Not a whole lot of spice. I just love it very, very much. Um, and then, uh, you know, what, for further, what, 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 what can I say? The Illusione Cigar Privé 
you know, box press Toro. There it it, is. It'll always there be. It'll be. always be in my top five. It's right. always. It's, it's, always it's in probably never going to change. Yep. You know, it's it's something that I just absolutely. It's my go-to cigar during the day. That's like your blood donor it's type. My blood donor type. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The San Andreas Mexican Maduro wrapper. Yeah. Um, and then the the one cigar that I really really enjoy tremendously, and I I have I don't have it as much as the others, but I I I have it maybe a couple times a month, is the Guardian of the Farms Night Watch Campion. Mm. That is probably it's a medium full cigar. It's got that uh, uh, Nicaraguan Corojo shade Maduro wrapper on it uh, with Nicaraguan fillers. It's just a phenomenal cigar. Really really good. That's uh, those are my top five. Ooh, that I'm very, nice, very thankful that's a for. Nice top five list. Yeah, yeah. Thanksgiving should be very good for you. It will be, and very affordable. It will be. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've spoken. This is the way. This is the way. Nick, what are what are your top five cigars? Oh, God, that's a tough one for me because I'm kind of all over the map. But really? Did I know <laughs> you were going to say that? All over the map. I I can throw a, a rock in any direction in the walk-in and and smoke it and enjoy it. But what ones are, the, are you the most thankful for? The banker. The Doesn't banker. have to be your favorite. <laughs> the banker. Um, it would, uh, it would probably not. I don't have any particular order. Yeah. Um, one of them would have to be the Aladino Maduro Casadores. Mm-hmm. That's a that, great cigar. That for me smokes so well. In that particular size, it's six inches by four. Uh, box press six inches by forty-six ring gauge. Mm-hmm. And that for me is just heaven. About an hour ten, I could drag it on for an hour and twenty. And that for me is just heaven there. Um, or you can do it normal in about 15 minutes. Tw- uh, half hour. <laughs> yeah. Like about half hour. Um, All right. I'm ready for another. You suck it down. Um, another one I'm going to stay Honduran in this one is the uh, the Aurora Dark. Mm. That oh. one is I had it the other day and I had the Toro and it was just spectacular. Mm-hmm. Smooth. It's got that Honduran spice. Rich. <laughs> And it's it's a fantastic cigar. It is a little on the pricey side, mm-hmm. but that's like one of their top tier cigars next yep. to the uh, Aurora First. Aurora First. Um, and that one is just spectacular. Another one. Smoke it if you got it. Smoke it if you got it. Um, it's going to be the 724 Club Perfecto. Good cigar. Ooh. I have to I have to show Ooh. Kurt love on this Good one cigar. because that Ooh. anybody that that talks to me in the walk-in that's looking at 724, especially the core line, I and, love they, and the they have perfect. Yeah, Ooh. and they have about 30 minutes or 40 minutes to spare upstairs. I always get them towards the Club Perfecto. That is, I think that's one of the best cigars that Kurt has uh, produced in his lines. That is just a, a spectacular smoke, especially for about mm-hmm. half hour. For me, it's it's. I love it. All right. So, what are we at now? Three. Three. What's what's four? Four. It's gonna probably be the Byron. The what is the one in the yellow box? Habaneros. The Habaneros. That and we've shared that together on numerous mm-hmm. shifts, and that to me is better than almost any Cuban that I've ever had. Yeah. And yes, it's pricey. It's thirty three dollars. And I'm probably going to have that probably once a month or probably on Thanksgiving or Christmas. Right after a banker. Right after the banker. <laughs> you guys will never let me lift that house. Oh, my God. It was very municipal. Very municipal. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that just, 
is spectacular. The cedar note on that is mm-hmm. incredible. And like I said, I've had a bunch of Cubans in my life. I've had Monte Cristos. I've had Cohibas, Punches, Partagas, uh, the whole nine yards. And I, I think that is probably better, if not absolutely better, than any other Cuban that I've ever had. I would concur. You would concur? I would concur. I concur. concur. Um, and last but not least, the Perdomo Maduro 12-year vintage. Ooh, that's a wonderful cigar. It's chocolatey. It has a nice espresso note. Mm-hmm. It's rich. It's complex. It's unbelievable with a bourbon. Nick mm. Perdomo did a great job with those. Since he's came out with those a few years ago, um, I have smoked that. Probably I've smoked maybe 15 or 16 boxes of that. Wow. That is one cigar that I always go back to. I always recommend if somebody's drinking a bourbon or whiskey or rabbit hole for that matter. Mm. Um, and it's it's spectacular. I love that cigar. It's a good one. That's and a that's, very good list, Nick. That's my top. That's your top five. Sorry, Paul, that I didn't have the Cigar Privé in there. It's all right, um, But that would be uh, number six. That would definitely be uh, in my box, I tell you that. In your top ten. It would be definitely in my top ten, yeah. for sure. Dave, what about you? The f- wait, cigars? Wait, what? wait. I think I, I can name it. The first three. <laughs> the yeah. first three is going to be Aroma de Cuba. All three sizes. No, all three sizes. All three sizes. <laughs> <laughs> Brotherly kindness, the yeah. Connecticut one. Yeah. And then this Byron. <laughs> yeah. Dave, <laughs> prove him wrong. Prove him wrong. So, number yes. one is the Aladino Vintage Selection Rothschild. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a great cigar. That's a good one. I had that yesterday. Another Habano. cigar that's aged for five years yes, before it comes out. That is good. Habano and Corojo. That is like Habano and Corojo are my favorite tobaccos. I really have to say for cigars. I mm-hmm. love I love Corojo. Um, yes, it is so smooth. You know, the, it smells and tastes nutty. It's. Uh, I'm getting a lot. Actually, I'm getting a lot of peanut tobacco from notes. room notes from this. What? Like peanuts. Do you know why? You're getting peanuts. Yes, from the room note from this one. Yeah, Were you eating roasted peanuts earlier? It's a dangerous cigar because it's $20. <laughs> it's, it is, it's but really it's good, good man. Um, this would go great with my Mountain Dew. Mm, no. I would code not, Red. I would not. <laughs> Mountain Dew Code Red. Make sure you get that right. It's Code Red. Maybe a Mountain Dew Black. But Ugh. What, what is Mountain Dew Black? What the hell is that? Um, it's like a black raspberry. Oh, oh. Imagine what it's doing to your stomach, dude. Oh, my God. Oh, it's God. doing wonderful things with my stomach. Okay, oh, before not. I hurl, let's, let's go on to number four. <laughs> so number four. Uh, number two would be the, the the second one on my list, not in any order of preference, mm-hmm. would be the uh, Charter Oak Broadleaf Grande. Grande. Oh. Grande. Grande. Welcome to the dark side, Dave. Yep. Mm. I like the grande. It's different the grande. than the grande. <laughs> it's a little bit smaller. It's yeah. grand, just not that grand. <laughs> just, grande. just a tad bit. And uh, my third <laughs> would be the 724 Hustler Corona Gorda. Ooh, that, that, is, that, gives me, that makes my toes. toes. Your toes. That makes my toes feeling good. Makes my toes grandy. Kurt, if you're watching, I can't even. You can't even get the words out. <laughs> hey now. So, good. so excited. <laughs> hey now. Big excitement. Uh, so excited. Number two. Number no. Well, the fourth on the list would be uh, the. Roma craft and temperance, brotherly kindness. Of course. Brotherly kindness. Brotherly. 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 
Yes. Yes. So that is that is one of my most favorite morning cigars. Yes. Mm -hmm. And last, but most definitely not least, the La Aroma de Cuba. (laughs) (laughs) Shocking. That Connecticut broadleaf. Oh, the retrohale to me tastes like a Boston lager. Sam. There you go. Tastes like a good cheap beard. That doesn't that doesn't surprise <laughs> any of us. Boston. <laughs> Boston. 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 Yep. I could smoke that. That is my I think that is my desert island cigar. I could smoke that all day and never tire of it. I love it. I don't know what it is. You but... know Lauren loves you for thinking that. Yes. <laughs> it's okay. I love it. I'm sure it's it. okay As for I. you, Dave. I I'm loved sure. it before Lauren. I love it after. Uh, Lauren, 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 I love you. I, <laughs> I do want to point out that the brothers here are stacking some serious time. So Look at I know. I've been watching them this they're whole both, time. They're, they're, like, they're, they're right, off to the races. When's it going to fall? This is, it's a testament to the construction of these cigars. Yes, oh, my God. You know, they are really, really well well done. Yeah. All right. Uh, my own list here. I, I did put them in order. And, and I did. I, I tried to think of the of cigars that, you know, the, the, not necessarily cigars I smoke all the time, mm. but cigars I'm really glad are available. Oh, you really put some thought into it. I really this put one, some huh? thought into it. And um, so, you know, the the first cigar, which would be number five on, on my list, is Kurt's 724 1874 Toro. Yeah. That, you know, r- wrapper binder filler Nicaraguan, there's a little bit of Honduran in there. He mm-hmm. says, um, hey, no. Hey, he no. says, um, I, I remember smoking it. You know, he had tweaked the blend a little bit. It was a brand new size that came out last year. And I, I, I really enjoy all the 724 sizes and, and, and uh, blends. They're all really good. I concur. <laughs> but when I smoked this, I was like, wow, this is, this is really a step up from what I was expecting. This is a great cigar. And I'm really glad it's there. And it's, 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 it's great to be working for somebody who is producing such great stuff. Yeah. You know, he's he's not only Kurt's not only, you know, produced a great, you know, business, you know, being twins, but he can blend a cigar mm-hmm. yeah. nobody's business. And it's it's really, really good. For him to have all of his cigars uh smokable from any level. Yeah. If you're somebody just getting into cigars for somebody uh, such as us, or uh, an aficionado, that they can pick it up and smoke it and really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Every cigar in his line is completely smokable from a- anybody that pick it up. Right. Yep. And he has done an unbelievable job with that. And they're all very highly acclaimed across the board. They are. Mm-hmm. Every line has done really incredibly well. But this 1874 Toro. well. To me, it stands out. I guess I say that a lot. Yeah. This is what the soundboard tells you. The soundboard either tells you something you say way too much or something that you have mispronounced that will never be forgotten again. Very municipal. All right. The next the next uh, cigar on my list is from one of my favorite boutique um, uh, brands, Hammer & Sickle. Ooh. And the EPH mm. cigar. That's a damn good smoke. And I, I'm very thankful for that for a couple reasons. One, you know, Eric Hansen was an incredible guy. Mm. He deserved something, you know, with his untimely, you know, going home 
to be with the Lord. And Eric um, Wentworth, who now is the has basically stepped into his role, mm-hmm. had a big hand in blending that cigar, and it's awesome. It's it's, it's awesome. It's my favorite and hammer and sickle. I've always yeah. thought that hammer and sickle had so much going for it, and to have that be their next new thing, and it be so good, mm-hmm. was just. I'm just so glad for that cigar. Mm, yeah, um, it's very very awesome. Um, number three on my list um, uh, is a the Christian Aroa first twenty year Colorado fifty four by six Toro. That's a ten. I love that cigar. I I typically like you know the heavier bodied Maduros, the broad leaves, and stuff like that. The Colorado is it's all, an all Honduran Corojo cigar, but mm-hmm. the color on the wrapper is Colorado. Yep. And um uh it's just so unique in how it tastes and how it smokes. Uh it's one of my favorite cigars of of his and it just a fantastic cigar and you know like any you know it's it's a $14 stick so it's not something that I can get every day. But if I want to treat myself to something really good, really nice and I don't want to be like you know on Neanderthaling it and going, you know, <laughs> hardcore into a full-bodied cigar. That's my go-to. Um, now, going into the flavor profile that I prefer, yes, I am very, very thankful for the Placencia Almaforte Nestor Four, yes. the box press Toro, wrapper yep. um, binder filler, all Nicaraguan. That cigar is like smoking chocolate yep it's delicious and it, it that's is, what she said oh it is what she said and she was right mm-hmm. let me tell you that cigar is amazing amazing it is a wonderful wonderful smooth cigar and if you want if you want to smoke a great dessert that's it baby that's the one. Oh, that's yeah. it and then um, the number one cigar that i am most thankful for is that that kind of cut off there yeah it cut I know. Off kind of odd. Well, i thought it was going too long no that's okay do it again um, do it yeah, again do it again dave do it again the byron grand poema white box yes yeah that cigar <laughs> thank you thank you that's a cigar that is also aged for five years, only 200 boxes a year he makes of that. And I remember smoking it for the first time, expecting it to be something like this or something like the, the Byron Poema, which is a larger size of... Um, you know, one, of one of the unique things about Nelson Alfonso is um, every size he makes is its own unique blend. It's not like he does the same thing in a Robusto and a Toro and a Gordo or a Churchill. Every size is its own unique blend Mm -hmm. that's blended for that size. That Byron Grand Poema, I smoked that the first time thinking, this is the best cigar I've ever had in my life. Not really my go-to profile. It's a straight medium-bodied cigar for me, but it was so complex 
and it changed up half a dozen times as I smoked the cigar. It completely changed over and over and over that I was just totally floored. Amazing. And I would put that up against any Cuban, too. Yeah. You know, Nelson's Cuban himself. You know, he's trying to create, you know, cigars that um, really reflected what he thought Cuban cigars could be, should be. And, man, I think he hit it out of the park with that one. I would agree. That's my favorite, Byron. Yeah. I concur. Now, Talia, I know you love cigars, and that's one of the reasons we love you. But <laughs> yes, what, what are your favorite drinks? What are your favorite spirits, your five favorite spirits that you're okay. most thankful for? So I ranked mine as well. Mm-hmm. And I thought a lot about the thankfulness. Like, what am I, like, why am I thankful for it? And I did rank, so I'm going to go five to one. Mm-hmm. And I want to just preamble by saying that anybody who doesn't think smoking a cigar while drinking a specific spirit, mm-hmm. if you don't think it makes a difference, it really does. It really, really like does. Like really, truly, truly does. Which yep. before I sort of met you guys and started hanging out with you, I didn't really get that. Mm-hmm. But listen to these guys. It's, <laughs> it's for real. Like we no joke. We know what we're talking about. No joke. And that's so, not just blowing smoke. I mean, oh, my God. No. We're trained professionals. <laughs> The gentleman. So, my number five yes. would be Altos Tequila. Gotta say, true. Mm-hmm. Tequila Talia. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, Tequila Talia. That's right. Any, any of them. You know, the age, the not, the silver, the repo, the añejo. They're all amazing, and they're all extremely affordable. And it's, it's the perfect summertime drink. So whereas I usually drink tequila in the summertime, this summer, especially where I had so much time on my hands, and I was <laughs> hanging out by the beach, the lake, the river, the deck, what have you, there was always a bottle of Altos tequila oh, next to me. Bless you. Yeah, Sinisu. So um, <laughs> we <laughs> Altos tequila is an extremely, it's mixable. I mean, personally, I just drink it out there straight or with soda water and a little lime. Um, but perfect for the summertime. Mm-hmm. Nice and active. Doesn't, you know, make you all tired in that hot summer sun. Mm-hmm. And it's just a really smooth tequila for a really mm-hmm. affordable price. Mm-hmm. Uh, number four. Yes. Would be the Glenlivet 14. Oh, <laughs> I love the 14. Oh, yeah. yeah. My God. Yeah. I just had some of that the mm. other day. Mm-hmm. And that is fantastic. So, never was a Scotch girl. Mm-hmm. Loved my bourbons, loved my Irish, but never really could get into Scotch because I hate that peaty, smoky mm-hmm. flavor that a lot of Scotches have, which, you know, I mean, to each their own, a lot of people right, love right, that. Right, right, sure. A lot of people love that, but that wasn't my style. So I was always just like, no, I don't want it. Nope, it's scotch. I'm all set. But when I tried the Glenlivet at 14, I was like, oh, my God. You know, that cognac mm-hmm. cask finish, mm. that real smooth, yeah. like slightly sweet taste to it. I was like, okay. Get that sweetness mm-hmm. on the finishes. Mm-hmm. Incredible. It's unbelievable, but it's not oh. too sweet. No. Because I'm not, I'm not a sweet person. I just asked myself. Oh, I knew it. <laughs> I knew it was going to happen. I missed myself. it. Damn it. <laughs> I was first, though. You were first. I, I, I oh, bummer. Board. <laughs> oh, look With at my that. sneeze. Ash, oh, like all mummy. over. Just the, I like that we're all in black, she said. So the Glenlivet 14 really kind of opened my eyes to be like, okay, mm-hmm. scotch might be something I'm a little bit more open to. Right. 
And it made me try different kinds of scotches. And while again, you know, the peaty smoky ones, not really my style, but there's a lot of different scotch that I will drink now. Again, on the rocks, don't mix it. Don't be a fool. Um, but <laughs> that Glenlivet 14 really opened my eyes to be like, okay, scotch is not the stereotypical right. smoke. You know, it doesn't have to be that. does not have to be. No. Nope. And what I love about the Glenlivet 14 is that us at Pernod Ricard actually donate to the Purple Heart Foundation mm, when awesome. the bottles are purchased. So it's a really, it's also a good cause. Yeah. Um, so that also, you know, is a really nice reason why. And especially with Veterans mm -hmm. Day just going by, Glenlivet 14, everybody. Well, that's you know, <laughs> one of the reasons to buy cigars. You know, each cigar has the S chip in there, right? You know, that that 50 cents goes to yep. health care for the children who can't afford it. Mm -hmm. You know, I, it's socially responsible to yeah, have a cigar it's, for it's, the children. Sure, for the, for for the, the children. kids. It's for, for the, the children. Kids. <laughs> we smoke for the kids. We yeah, smoke we, for the children. We, we drink for the here. vets, everybody. That's All right. Hey, <laughs> drink for the vets, smoke for the children. hey -o. <laughs> Honor the future. Mm -hmm. Thankful for the past. Yes. <laughs> yes. Perfect. Love it. Mm. So, number three. Mm -hmm. Number three. Plymouth Gin. Plymouth, Plymouth Gin. gin. Mm -hmm. Plymouth yes. Gin. I yes. don't think I've ever had that. No. So, Plymouth Gin, I believe you guys carry it over in Londonderry. Oh, really? And really? named aptly so, not only for the holiday, mm -hmm. but it said, you know, the pilgrims on their way to america spent their last night in england at the black friar distillery mm -hmm. which is the oldest working distillery right now in england really mm -hmm. and that's where plymouth gin is distilled mm. so plymouth gin 1700s or so is when pl the name plymouth was right. applied to the gin but it has a lot of history but it's also very smooth it's very drinkable it's again on the rocks or soda water because i'm a purist so mm -hmm. <laughs> um it's also a very affordable gin so at 30 dollars a bottle i mean mm. you can't go wrong for no. a nice good great tasting gin i'm gonna have to try that out mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's very very smooth and gin is kind of what i drink to keep my wits about me you know mm -hmm. like uh. that's a good holiday family party kind of alcohol because mm. you can kind of I find gin to be something I can drink, you know, three quarters of, the, of a bottle throughout the day and still be okay. Like people don't really get how drunk I am and I drink, I'm okay. Like I keep, I keep my know. demeanor, you know what I'm saying? I don't blitzed when I'm drinking gin. You, you so see, you see me and it. I'll be all right. I'll be cool. My family's like, oh, she's totally sober. No. But, <laughs> but I look it. I sure act it. Gin. Yeah, I get it. The gin. I don't know if it's all gins, but certainly plenty. <laughs> What's number four? Nope, number two. No, number I'm going two. backwards. Number two, you're up, going I'm backwards. Going up. Yep, I'm yep, going up. Like so, number yep. two, um, Avion 44. Avion 44, oh. which you we guys all can have agree tried. On that. Mm, I got Polly here <laughs> that to was, that was, get that a, was I got a tequila fan out of that. Yes, you did. <laughs> yeah. Yes, you did. Unbelievably Even smooth. if I had to put an ice cube in it, mm. it was. That was incredible. Mm. That was good stuff. Extra Añejo. Tequila. Extra aged. Wow. Hey, <laughs> very good sipping tequila. Mm -hmm. Everybody sipping tequila. It's mm -hmm. a expensive one, so it's more of a special occasion. I typically yeah. do the Avion 44 like birthday because mm -hmm. my birthday's in May, so it's good to kick off the tequila season with mm -hmm. a nice high class tequila, a little oh, yeah. sipper before before the summertime comes. Mm -hmm. um, very 
very good, as you all know. Mm. That's all I can say. I mean, my God. You drink a glass, half the bottle's gone in like 10 minutes. You don't even notice. <laughs> yep. oh, it's like water. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So then number one might be kind of weird. Yep, okay. <laughs> Jameson Black Barrel. Shockingly. Jameson Black yep. Barrel. Yep, Jameson Black Jameson. Barrel. So Jameson is, of course, you know, most people think, oh, Jameson, I'm going to take shots at the end of the night at the bar, and we're mm -hmm. going to get crazy. The Black Barrel is sipping whiskey, not shots. Again, if you mix it, please, God, don't tell me, because I will be so disappointed. But <laughs> Jameson Black Barrel, neater on the rocks, nice sipper, very smooth, extremely rich, real tasty, and if it's not in my house, I'm angry. Like it better, it better be on the it better be on the liquor shelf. It, something's going on there. Yeah, it better be on the liquor shelf. So that's the one where Jameson Black Barrel I can drink summer, winter, fall, spring, whenever. That is my go-to spirit. I don't think I've had that either. Mm. Boys, I gotta, I gotta get some good samples coming to you guys. Well, yes, we, we my have God, a, we have an upcoming show. I think. I guess we do. That's right. Yes. <laughs> the Jameson Black Barrel is surprisingly amazing. I mean, mm. they, they take the Jameson that we all know and love, mm -hmm. and they blend it with another. So they'll take their base spirit mm -hmm. and age it in these double charred bourbon barrels. So mm. again, kind of like we talked about before where you're double char you're really charring it mm -hmm. so the more of that like alligator skin that you get on the barrel the more mm -hmm. cracks and crevices the better it's getting to the wood mm -hmm. so they're blending the jameson with that base spirit that's aged in the double charred bourbon barrels and it's smoothing it out and you're getting that like slight bit of char mm -hmm. with that real nice almost bourbon finish while still staying true to being an irish whiskey very nice and it's just incredible like I'm if you intrigued. haven't tried jameson black barrel i'm intrigued try it me. now like now like that's <laughs> next on the list yeah right meow yep right meow right meow right meow <laughs> now what is our final thoughts here on the byron petite poema Paul. it's transcendent <laughs> i'm surprised that after smoking this for an hour i actually have a little bit left i'm mm -hmm. smoking this down to the nub they last a lot longer than you think they yeah. do yeah i thought does. with the rothschild maybe 40 45 minutes tops mm -hmm. but and i'm and I'm, I'm not holding back either i mean I'm, mm -hmm. I've yeah been, i've been keeping up with this pretty good i think this has been an absolutely phenomenal cigar uh, that nice leather, earthy cedar. Uh, it's and the one thing about this too, it's been consistent right through the end. Mm -hmm. It hasn't changed hardly at all. I'm again, still picking up some more, uh, like the, the earth and leather with a, a nice, creamy, subtle sweetness. Mm. But it, it's just been just right on. Just an this is yep. this is a Thanksgiving cigar. Yep. Yeah. What, what, what makes it a Thanksgiving cigar? It's a special cigar. I mean, this isn't something I would go after. Ooh. You know, I mean, again, it's, even though it's a small cigar, <laughs> yeah, $20. I mean, it's $20. But I mean, I, this, yeah. is, this is definitely a, a once in a great while cigar for me. I would yeah. absolutely have this in the hol at the holidays. Yeah. For me, you know, for Thanksgiving, you yeah. know, you're typically with friends and family. Yeah. You know, I, I don't think you're wanting a cigar that is going to last you for hours. Nope. You know, so a shorter cigar, but something that you could 
have after a really rich full dinner and still enjoy it, yep. mm-hmm. I, I definitely think this holds up. Absolutely. Having smoked it here. Yep. Um, Nick, I'm going to go with you next. What, Are you? What, what do you think? Nikki Boo. Uh, well, I'm burning my fingers on this thing. <laughs> it's no banker. It's uh, <laughs> nuts. Again, you guys will never let me live that down. Um, he is. He's burning his fingers. That's this has got to. That's got to be like a third of an inch left. If yeah, that, yeah, I wish really. I had a pipe that I could put this in. Mm. But I got big bowls and it cannot lie. <laughs> I got big bowls and cannot lie. Uh, so I can't put it in that's any. What she said. <laughs> that's what she said. Is exactly. Um, I can't put this in um any of my bowls, but um, I uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing my very best to keep this thing going, mm-hmm. uh, even though my fingers feel like they're on fire right no, now. Let me let me ask you something. Yeah. Have you gotten sour, bitter, no. anything like that? No, I wouldn't expect that from this. No, it doesn't. Um, it really it's doesn't. It's still nope. rich. It's still tasty. It's still good with the little bit left that I have. <laughs> wow. Look, I still have half mine my, left. Uh, we all have like half our thing left except for Nick. Nick's no. like... That's uh, so good. That was just enough. Uh, it was. I wish we could get that for every show. Yes. Um, every segment of every show. Every <laughs> segment <laughs> of every show. Even in the morning. Is, is that a cigar I'd... that you think is, is something that would be good for Thanksgiving, after Thanksgiving dinner? Yeah, absolutely. Um, He's would... going to bank it. God, please, please let it go, guys. It's water under the bridge, man. Come on, damn, Sean, you're killing me, man, with that banker, bro. Sean, Sean, you're killing me. Sean has nothing to do with it. Yeah, all right, but definitely, even even though at the twenty dollar range, I would definitely get this for a Thanksgiving smoke. Mm -hmm. It's a special smoke. It's rich. Like I said, most of the Byrons that I've had are better than any Cuban that I've ever had. Mm-hmm. Um, the construction, the smoke, everything, it pairs extremely well with this uh, with this bourbon. And it, there's nothing. I'm lost for words, man. Yeah. I'm lost for words. It's fantastic. I wish I had a small pipe. Dave? Um, I reflect everything that everybody says. Um, I think I'm most impressed it, about the I room can't. note, which is like, uh, I'm getting a lot of like roasted peanuts from it, which mm-hmm. is intoxicating. It reminds me a, a lot of the Aladino uh, vintage. Very, very nutty. Um, it reminds very... you of an Aladino vintage? <laughs> what? Are you out of your mind? The smell of it. I'm going to come the over there and beat you. <laughs> not, not the taste of it, the smell of it. And um, it's very complex. The The flavors are very well melded together. This reminds um, me of one of my favorite $6 cigars. It's fantastic. <laughs> pretty that sure, a, pretty that, sure that's, Nelson that's Alfonso is listening. That's how listening. awesome that, that $6, it should not be and $6. He's licensed he's cool gophers. Throwing up right now. <sighs> my gosh. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if Nelson Alfonso walks through that door right now and slaps you silly. Mm-hmm. Yep, that little communist would probably give you a good whipping. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> uh. Would this be a worthy Thanksgiving cigar for you, Dave? Yes. Or not? Yes, it would. Yes. It would why Why would it be a good Thanksgiving cigar for um, you? Because it's like the only one of, that he makes that so far that I can actually taste. Damn. Um, 
It is a very tasty cigar. It is. It, it, oh, it, 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 it is. I was one of the, so nervous. That one I of the full, fuller-bodied uh, cigars that he makes. You know, yes. I've had an Atabe, I've had a Byron Elegante, and to me, those were just smoke. Like it was just smoking air. There was no flavor. There was nothing. It was creamy, but that was it was just cream and air. That's all it was, and it was not enjoyable. But this is just absolutely it's a masterpiece. Yep. Um, I typically try and have uh, a Byron on Thanksgiving. It's just, it's just such a great, unique cigar, and it, it is. It, you know, you know, Pastor Padron cannot afford boxes of Byrons. <laughs> Few people can, uh, and if you can, oh, hats off to you, man. Um, but uh, this cigar here, twenty bucks, you know, for a an after dinner smoke last you 30 minutes if you weren't talking doing a podcast It'd be just a fantastic cigar just mm -hmm. relax you yeah. and, and just such in that thankful mood man mm -hmm. it's awesome all right so that's that's our thoughts on this cigar we're going to take a little bit of a break and uh talia are you hanging around or are you heading out Probably head out. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank not you. Not a big pipe. You're not a big pipe tobacco. person. Tobacco. We have. We have. We have. Yes. Uh, next have week. Next week. Next week. I uh, yes. Yeah, next we week. Have, I'll dive we have. We have We're gonna. We're gonna change you. Yeah. You're gonna mm -hmm. have to go down to London. Go down that rabbit hole. Get one of the pipes that's on that rabbit hole. Yes. But thank you so much for being with us and sharing yes, that. Yes. Thank you very much. We really appreciate it. This has been great. No, I love it. And you always have great information about this stuff too. It's 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 awesome. And uh, all right, so hang in there. We're going to switch over to our pipe tobacco. We'll be right back after these words from us. <laughs> all right, everybody, we are back. Thanks for hanging in there. And we have switched over to our pipe tobacco, our Thanksgiving suggestion pipe tobacco. And this is... Davidoff Flake Medallions. You've heard of Davidoff. You often uh, assume that they just do cigars. They also do pipe tobacco. They do a number of nice pipe tobaccos. And we are smoking something that they call Flake Medallion. It is a um, coin cut tobacco that on the outside is a Virginia Perique mix. And in the middle is a little bullseye of uh, uh, Black Cavendish. Uh, very similar looking to the uh, Peter Stokeby Luxury Bullseye Flake that we reviewed a couple of weeks ago. Um, but this is only available in a tin. It's manufactured for them uh, by Orlick. And uh, Virginia Perique is the type of blend it is. I've already said it's a Virginia Perique Black Cavendish. Duh. Um, <laughs> there's no flavoring in this tobacco. And it is a coin cut or what they might call a curly cut. It's basically a rope that has been thin sliced into uh, big coins here. And uh, we are continuing to enjoy going down the rabbit hole mm -hmm. as we smoke this pipe tobacco. It is the same stuff. Oh, this stuff is really good. good. Mm -hmm. It is very, very now, good. Now, what, what, mm -hmm. what's your initial thoughts? I know we just lit up here, but, oh. you know, Dave, do you think the, the rabbit hole is, is pairing well with this too? Oh, absolutely. How so, Dave? This um, being a podcast, we, we like to talk about why we think things are the way they are. I concur. Mm -hmm. So I had the, I actually sampled this 
earlier today mm -hmm. and one of the differences i feel is it's mm, you gotta taste it. it to me it's really bringing out um some of the bread in the hay with a little bit of the fruit i think it's getting pushed a little bit to the background mm -hmm. um i actually when i put this in my pipe i put it in uh like flat and then folded the top of it over it mm -hmm. so that it would it would be layered mm -hmm. and every like you know i use three pieces so every layer i'll get to that that cavendish center mm -hmm. uh so i'm waiting for it to change okay but right now it's very virginia for me very virginia for you mm -hmm. uh nick what do you think of the pairing and uh, the tobacco so far very good very good. Thank you, Nick. Thank you so it much. It was very municipal. Very good. Very, not mm -hmm. municipal at all. Is it something that you know you take to the bank? <laughs> <laughs> you could bank on it. Oh! <laughs> Paul. Yes. This is uh, I, there's a creamy note that I'm getting out of this tobacco that is just intoxicating. Mm -hmm. Really, really. It's I, on the first light, it just came right out at me. And then the the nice fruit from the Virginias, a um, little bit, just a tad bit of spice, not too much. Uh, there's a nice, it's it's a little bit more, has a little bit more body than uh, the English, uh, sorry, the evening blend that we had last week. Mm -hmm. um, so I do, I do, I, I, I would say this is more of a medium smoke. Where that was more of like a mild to medium, this is definitely a medium smoke. Mm -hmm. um, that with the drink, it like I agree with Dave. It is pushing maybe some of the sweetness away, getting a little bit more of the uh, earth hay from it. Um, mm -hmm. the, the the spice, light spice, is still there, mm -hmm. but it's a very very complimentary pairing, I would say. And how did you put it into your pipe? Did you just stuff it in, or did you break it up? I broke it up. Yep. I kind of haphazardly folded everything over. I did as well. Um, didn't didn't. And, you know, break it up or rub it out so that things were, you know, going to be kind of even all through it. I wanted to have those different changes too. I've, in reading some reviews of smoking this, you know, the ideas of uh, kind of folding it over so that at one point you got a lot of that Cavendish and got a little change in things was uh, how I wanted to try it. Um, the Virginias in this are very sweet. There's a little bit of tanginess to them, but they're very fruity. They're very sweet. Um, the perique in here is very noticeable. There's some gentle spice it brings in the retro as well as on the finish uh, of the cigar. The The unsweetened black Cavendish is really smooth mm. and very creamy. And yep. you can just kind of oh, yes. sense it in the background. Yes. And um, almost brings like some nougat mm. kind of notes, a nougat kind of a sweetness. It's very well balanced very nuanced and um it's just a very very enjoyable tobacco there um i'm loving it with the rabbit hole um i can't decide if this is cutting down on this i'm still enjoying a lot of the sweetness of the tobacco mm -hmm. so i'm not I, i'm not ready to say it's cutting back the sweetness mm. but well, I feel the like spice, I'm the, the spice of the rye and the spice of the perique are playing really great with this. Yeah. Mm. And the smoothness of this and the smoothness of the uh, Cavendish, I think, really play well, too. It's a very great complementary pairing, I think. Mm -hmm. yeah. I feel like the... Uh... I feel like I'm tasting the sweetness from the drink and not the tobacco. Mm. 
that's or maybe they're melding so well together but i you know it just i think it's the drink well the drink has the for me the drink the finish on the drink is pretty long and mm -hmm. sweet you get that sweet note in the back mm -hmm. of your back of your palate yeah and the virginias kind of show up on the the front of your palate mm -hmm. And you get that perique. It, yeah. And it's it's really, really nice. For, really pleasant. It's, for I me, concur. I think the sweetness of the of the I think the tobacco is making the whiskey it's bourbon, right? Bourbon. Yeah, bourbon. 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 I think right. it's making it sweeter. Mm hmm It's taking some of the spice out of the the bourbon. Mm hmm Um I'm not really losing a lot of sweetness on my own palate here. No. Now you know, bold geometry is going to play a big part in that too. So, you know, maybe, you know, the size and shape of the bowl here. Um, Nick and I are both uh, using the same type of pipe, the 7LE320. Mine's an unfinished. His is a Trevi, mm. which is just an amazing looking pipe. Mm. You know, I, I love this. I, thing. We've sold more of that particular pipe than any other single pipe of twins. It's mm. a beautiful pipe with the, the, ring around it mm -hmm. the band the nickel ring with the, all the carving on it just yeah, looks yeah, yeah. classy mm -hmm. yeah just it's classy it's fancy it's fa it's yeah but not pretentious you know no, what i mean it's not over the top it's and, very and classy that, that dark you know it was uh, very municipal that dark you shouldn't have hit that no. stain <laughs> on there looks just so good with the black stem and the and the yeah. nickel band it's just fantastic it's beautiful dave has his nording going over there his nording freehand and that was a uh, um, uh, unfinished mm -hmm. uh, as well, yeah, right? Yeah, it's like very well. Yeah. Yep. Not as dark as mine. Mm. <laughs> That's what she said. Mm -hmm. I'd like to get my hands on a nice unfinished pipe that is... Uh, maybe I need to talk to you about this, Danny, later on after the show. But something... Maybe a, a nose warmer that mm. Savinelli has... Uh, Produced in an unfinished, mm. maybe with like really, really short stem, mm -hmm. really, really big bowl. <laughs> That's my thing. There's a couple of things that might fit that bill, at least get close. Mm. Leak is, is, they certainly make unfinished pipes with big bowls. Um, there's about 12 shapes, I think, that they make with their unfinished uh, um, pipes. And uh, whenever you order from from them, you have to order a whole set. You can't just order a single. Ah, you know. But uh, we have some, I think, in stock that might fit that bowl. Mm -hmm. Now, did I did I already ask you, Paul, what you thought of the the pairing here? Yes, you did. But I, I want I want to take it a step further too, because mm -hmm. I'm really enjoying the room note of mm. this tobacco. There's a creamy, almost floral like essence that i'm getting out of it i don't know if anyone else is picking it mm -hmm. up but i've really it's so creamy this is incredibly creamy it, it and I, I know it doesn't have any orientals but i would swear if i didn't know any better that that had a little bit of orientals in it because i'm getting that floral essence mm -hmm. just from the room note not from what i'm smoking but just from the room note i think it's absolutely intoxicating Danny, may I? yeah mm -hmm. i'm just gonna take the other end of that mm -hmm. i concur hmm now, um, last half of the show, we talked about the five cigars that we were most thankful for. But uh, in this half of the show, I want to talk about the five pipe tobaccos mm. that we are most thankful for this year. And uh, we started with Paul, so I'd like to start with Dave this time. 
Hmm. To give Nick time to think, because I'm sure he didn't prepare. <laughs> I didn't but, prepare, but I could say I could rattle off the five that well, I'm very be, grateful that's for. That's because you're looking at my list here. Uh, it's nothing <laughs> to do with your list. I'll tell you that right now. I'm looking at your list, and my five are not on that list. Mm-hmm. All right, so right Dave, now. what's uh, what are your top five pipe tobaccos that you are most thankful for mm. this year? Autumn evening. No, it's actually that it didn't make. You could go do me one more. Really? <laughs> I, I I could have sworn autumn evening would have been on it. Autumn oh, yeah. evening. Oh, I'm sorry. Haunted bookshop. Wild man mixed in with like something else, and uh, granite state. Oh, what? <laughs> granite, granite state. state. <laughs> wow. Go ahead, Dave. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Sorry, right, I didn't mean so to interrupt. My first, my first pick was be Carolina Red Blake. Um, with or without Perique? With. Out the mother trucking parik. Ooh, yeah. that hurts. That yeah. hurts. That it's hurts. Fine. That can, hurts, man. It's good. I hurt like, my feelings. I like my Virginia's naked, and it is naked. For those of you who are wondering how good the Byron was, I'm going back to it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, uh, so the Carolina Red Flake, the 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 dried fruit, the retro hail is just intoxicating. Um, coming up, number two is uh, Gawith and Hogarth's. Gowett and Hogarth. and Hogarth. You mean uh, Gowett Hogarth's? Black Irish X. Black oh. Irish X. Mm-hmm. Oh. It is just, it is just a, a wonderful uh, a sausage rope. Sausage rope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We love the ropes. Beautiful meat. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, followed by that, right behind on its heels, almost equal, is the brown Irish X by mm-hmm. um, Gowett Hogarth. Gowett Hogarth. Um, the uh, the next one would be, you know, as Nick had mentioned, the Seattle Pipe Club's Wild Man. Mm-hmm. That Wild is Man also is the Virginia, and that is just yep. amazing. And you get some smokiness with it. Um, it's absolutely, it's such a good, such a good um, Virginia blend. Mm. One of my favorites. Mm-hmm. And last, any guesses? Guesses. Well, yeah. I can read. I can read your notes <laughs> if you'd like. As esoteric as Penzance. <laughs> yeah, that is that, that is, is so good. That is like my my holy grail. I love your it. Holy grail of pipe tobacco. Mm-hmm. That is so good. Penzance. <clears throat> I understand that. Mm-hmm. I understand that. Nick. Yes. What are what are your five yes. pipe tobaccos that you're most thankful for? Um, burning hair. Burning hair. Hey now. Hey now. Hey now. <laughs> we don't want that. <laughs> We don't, we don't want the shop to smell like burning hair. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is one of them. Again, it's no particular order. But one of them is going to be the Fortune Melange. The mm-hmm. um, Afternoon Flake by uh, Eric Stokeby. I had that the other day and it, it, for an English blend. It's fantastically smooth. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's rich, smooth, and I would smoke that at the end of the night. I know he designed it for an afternoon after lunch, or yeah, it's it's his preference. It's his preference. My preference would definitely be after dinner, sitting in my smoking room, and smoking that until um, I have no more left. Mm. That would be one of them. I would just c- continuously smoke that. Um, the next would be Dunbar uh, by Esoterica Tabacchiana. Oh, that, yeah. yeah. The, the the rich Virginias or matured Virginias that are in there it mm-hmm. is just fantastic. You get and it's complex, it's subtle, and it's just so much flavor in there that you're getting. It's yep. fun, it's oh, beautiful. Totally agree with that. 
Um, the next one would be Wild Man. Wild Man. Wild Man uh, by Seattle Pipe Club. That one, when I first had it on the show. Um, it was it, one of the first it, tobaccos we reviewed. It yeah. was, yeah. I was hooked. And uh, I, w- I was hooked. I, I kept smoking it. And every time I, I smoke it, it, it brings me to the outdoors and being around. Sasquatch. Not Sasquatch, but <laughs> tall pines and it, it, the countryside. It it's it brings me back to Bree's grandfather and uh, that yes, the log cabin. cabin in the woods, the log cabin in the woods. Um, <laughs> I concur. I concur. <laughs> what was that? Three. Mm-hmm. That's three. The next one. I don't know if I can if I can do this one because it's it. Even though it, people can get it, but they can't get this one. Yeah, would probably be. The Margate that you gave me at your house, mm. where it was aged for God knows how long. Yeah, 15 years, something like that. It mm. was insane, but that would, I would have to put that on the list because. You're I know, very thankful. I am extremely thankful, thankful for that. thankful to Danny to give it to I'm you. Still extremely, have, still have plenty <laughs> of that. I'm extremely, <laughs> I'm extremely thankful for Danny for giving me some of that mm-hmm. because I know that's something that. You don't come across very easily. You don't come across that uh, too often unless you take some and age it for 15 years. Yeah. And I'm extremely for, extremely grateful and thankful that Danny shared his wealth. You're welcome. Man. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, and, <laughs> yes. Um, and last but not least, and I'm pretty sure everybody on this panel can guess, it would be Plum Pudding. Special reserve. Mm. Damn, that that's some, good. That is some mm. dreamy good stuff. And even though it's a little on the harder side to find, that stuff is its heaven in a bowl. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I might not be heading that way, but I'm pretty sure that I could smoke that in hell. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm okay. pretty sure I'm going there, but in a ba- in a hand basket for that matter. Um, but yeah, okay. it would be plum pudding. <laughs> it would be plum pudding. Plum pudding. Plum pudding. Special reserve. As I go to hell in a hand basket. Mm. Mm. Paul, what about you? I'm curious. You're so, you're probably the least pipe guy of all of us. That's right. But I have some great tobacco you have to some share great with tobacco, you. Tobacco. Yep. What what's on your? I eyes? despise it. <laughs> what do you say, Paul? Thanks, Dave. I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, so this isn't any particular order, but uh, I would say the first one I want to talk about is the Carolina Red Fr- Red Flake. <laughs> Carolina Red Flake with Perique. With Perique. With Perique. bourbon, yes. Because mm-hmm. I, I love the Virginia Perique blends. Mm-hmm. I love this one. Mm-hmm. I love Virginia with Perique. It gives you that just a little bit of spice with the, with the just the wonderful fruit flavors from the Virginia. Mm. Um, and again, we've had the Carolina Red Flake uh, both <laughs> last year and this year, and it was fantastic. But I just love that mm. Perique. It just gives you that just additional body. It's yep. fantastic. Uh, the you next can one. You have my tin that I've been aging for a year. <laughs> Thank, I will take it, Dave. Thank <laughs> you. Uh, the next one is Engine Ninety Nine. That is good. good. That good. is the, that is stuff, the, that is probably the best. My favorite bulk blend that we have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that a English good one. blend is just phenomenal. Nice, full of body. I just, concur. 
Yes, you would concur. Yes, I would. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That concur. is a great, great bulk blend tobacco. Mm. Just awesome. Number three. Number three is. is Plum Pudding Special Reserve. Mm. That was just an absolute phenomenal mm-hmm. How could you not? How could how could that not be on anybody's? Well, we kept, we kept talking about. It's so good. Danny kept saying how he was tr- just trying to keep you from smoking his because he just wanted to keep <laughs> uh-huh. it to himself. Yeah. No, he knew if he work. gave it to you, you wouldn't yep. get it anymore. You, you know? know, my my number six on that list would be Mississippi um, Mississippi River, River Special yep. Reserve. Yep. Yeah. And they're very actually. I was reading the the tins, and they're pretty similar. Both mm-hmm. of those. Um, and my substitute. Is the Mississippi Special Reserve? I, I, I all week I've been smoking that. Other than the the melange that uh, Kurt uh, shut me down on, um, but uh, Brent hey now, <laughs> I don't ever want you smoking a pipe again. But uh, the Mississippi River <laughs> Special Reserve, very close second to the Plum Pudding mm-hmm. Special Reserve. Those two. Those are going to be in my top ten or my oh, top yeah. three, anyways. Yep. Yep. That was fantastic. The yeah. second, uh, the the fourth one is the Gawith Hogarth Brown Irish X. Mm. Brown Irish. Brown. Yeah. Just a just X. incredible full body sausage rope. Well, not I not sausage rope, but it certainly is a just an absolutely heavenly cigar, uh, mm. tobacco pipe tobacco. Just mm-hmm. just really really good. Mm-hmm. And number one is to me. Smoked meat, burnt ends, Dave. Beautiful meat. Thank you. The guy with Hogarth, Black Irish X. That mm. was phenomenal. That was sausage rope. Yes, there it is. The sausage rope. <laughs> that was an absolute, and I'm going to say a meat party in your mouth. Mm-hmm. A meat party in your mouth. That was just unbelievable. If you love barbecue, if you love the burnt ends like I do, mm, you yes. know, smoked meat, that was yep. as close as you're going to get. To me, smoking it through a pipe. Yep. And that was after it being left out for like, what, 48 hours? Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> to dry out. When, you're, deal- when, you're, dealing with, mm-hmm. when uh, you're dealing with a rope, man, you got to let that thing sit because it's going to be wet and you're not going to be able to keep it lit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> yeah. All right. My top five. Uh, you're going to see some crossovers here, but you'll see some stuff that uh, nobody else has said. I tried to, uh, again, you know, tobaccos I was really, really thankful for, um, but also tried to kind of go across different types. And um, my number five would be fourth generation's afternoon melange. That's my English pick for um, a pipe tobacco most famous, most famous for. <laughs> It's something that Eric Stokeby is going to be famous for because that <laughs> blend is yeah. awesome. Um, and that's cool that it's something that just came out, too, that's right on there, you know? You know, He's, I'm, yeah. I'm a, a lot of cigar guys tend to, at least in my experience, really like strong Latakia blends. And you've kind of seen this in your own um, uh, top five uh, lists here. For me, I'm, you know, more of a, I, I find myself going more towards the Virginia Perique. Um, Perique tends to be my kind of strong tobacco flavor that I like. Mm. 
And so I, I enjoy Latakia. When I started smoking pipes, I was a Latakia bomb mm. searcher. That's what I wanted. And, you know, I went for those really, you know, super Latakia um, tobaccos. Um, I kind of burned myself out on them. So I, I can't keep going back. Like, I remember um, uh, Nightcap was something I smoked all the time. Loved it. Still enjoy it, mm. but <clears throat> in limited amounts. Uh, GLP Samara, which is another really big um, uh, Latakia blend that is similar. You know, it's not the same, but it's similar to Engine 99, which is another great bulk that you can get there. Those were high on my list. Um, but that afternoon melange was something I thought I, I could get into smoking this all the time. I'm really glad that he came out with that blend. And I'm really glad it's bulk. It's, yeah, it's yeah. easily my favorite bulk English blend mm -hmm. that's out there. It's really, really great. And if you have the opportunity to try it, you got to try it. It's really, really good. Um, the next uh, one, number four on my list, had to be on my list because of who I am. And that's the GLP's Cumberland. Yep. Um, I've yep. been smoking that since it came out 20 years ago. When it originally came out, it was made with dark-fired Kentucky that had been in, aging in bourbon barrels for 20 years. Jeez. Mm. Um, and that right there got me hooked onto it. And I was looking for a stronger, fuller-bodied, you know, experience where it was an unflavored thing. I was a cigar guy looking for a pipe tobacco that would give me that full-bodied cigar kind of experience. Yeah. Um, and that totally did it. A number of years uh, into it, of course, that 20-year Kentucky disappeared. Um, but even Mr. Pease didn't actually know when it disappeared and somebody asked him at one point uh, are you still using that original stuff and he was like i don't know and he went and checked and to his surprise uh they'd gone on to some other stuff <laughs> for a while actually and he went back and smoked some of the original stuff with that 20 year old kentucky versus what they're doing now and he even he couldn't really tell the difference wow and um you know, GLPs is one of the master blenders that's around today. He's a genius when it comes to pipe tobacco. And uh, if he couldn't taste the difference, I know I'm not going to taste the difference because I'm not in his echelon of uh, uh, flavor profile there. But it's a Kentucky Perique Virginia mixture. I really, really like that stuff. And it is always in my rotation. Mm. Um Number three on my list is Cornell and Deals, Carolina Red Flake. That's my Virginia pick. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. I don't think you can do better for a straight Virginia. Absolutely. Um, it is a very I concur. flavorful, wonderful uh, Virginia. And it's amazing to me how many flavors you get out of that. And it's that's all it is, is the Virginia. Mm -hmm. um, but it is so sweet, spicy fruity you get all of these different it's complex it's, it's very it's complex thing. and it's just one type of tobacco yep. it's really really good 
number two on my list, you've heard it several times uh, tonight, the Gawith Hogarth Brown Irish X. Yeah. Um, Black Irish would probably be number six. If I were doing a, if it's definitely in my top ten. But the Brown Irish X, it's a Burley, Kentucky, Virginia twist. That stuff is amazing. Yeah. It's incredible. And Black Irish X is that having been pressed and steamed. It's the same exact thing, only it's gone through a process that removes some of the vitamin N as well as some of the, the tar and things from the tobacco. So the Black Irish X actually isn't as strong. They're both full-bodied, just as full-bodied, I think, in different ways. Mm -hmm. But the uh, brown Irish X is a little bit stronger. Mm -hmm. And uh, with everything that has been going on in my life, strength oh. is appreciated. Mm. <laughs> Facts. I need all the vitamin N I can get. <laughs> so brown Irish X makes it uh, to the number two spot. And number one, for Pastor Padron, the, what was that, Dave? Number one tobacco that I am thankful for this year is Esoterica's Dunbar. Uh, Nick and I both think that this is a great Virginia Perique blend. Yeah. Seven different types of Virginias from several different continents, plus the Louisiana Perique. Um, it is a very nuanced, mm -hmm. very flavorful, very um, subtle blend and not always available i know and again like uh penzance would certainly be up there so would plum pudding but you know as far as what i'm most thankful for dunbar nice i think that's a fantastic tobacco that's my number one and i've never had that tobacco really we're going to have to change that mm -hmm. i think you'll have to i think we're going to i've heard that. i've heard not one but two uh checks tonight yep but that's and, and the fact that you put that over penzance leads me to believe that that's probably what the best es esoterica that you've had is am i right with that or i don't know Pe like so penzance for me if you're comparing both of them dunbar if you're looking for more something for continuous everyday smoke i think dunbar is gonna probably take that take that blue ribbon the esoterica i think it's just too good to continuously smoke you throughout. mean the, the penzance? penzance yeah penzance i'm sorry the penzance i think it's just it is really rich it's it's super rich i think i've never had more than two bowls of it so i really can't you know say okay well it's you know I, i'm really kind of tired of it um but with the dunbar i've had numerous bowls of that through the day and that stuff is very subtle but still very flavorful um so it's an all-day smoke i feel Definitely. for me i for me and i'm pretty okay. sure danny can concur <laughs> mm -hmm. that that is a really good everyday smoke the penzance i think that's a it's going to be a little bit stronger it's really good at the end of the day yeah. where you just kind of want to sit back and relax and enjoy a really solid good tobacco mm. have that with a little uh penicillin yeah mm. 
Yeah. Good. When are we going to get those back, man? Oh, we need those back on the show. We need to get Kendra back. Where is Kendra? Kendra, Kendra. She'll where be are you, week? man? She's coming the soon. The wait's over. She's coming. She's, She's back. Coming, coming next week. The sausage rope you. woman the council will be here you. next week. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We're going to talk about that a little bit later on in the show here. Um, Hold on. Well, Whoa. Wait, wait, hold on. Yep. You're missing yep. now, the discussion. Yeah. The discussion, Danny. The discussion here is, you know, now this. I was preparing <laughs> for that. I saw that. I was preparing. Good, 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 Nick. <laughs> we'll start with you even. I was thinking right. about that all day. Now, a couple of weeks ago, we did our value, you know, smokes. And one of the thing, one of the, the pipe tobacco that we chose to do for that was Peter Stokeby's Luxury Bullseye Flake, which yep. is incredibly similar to this it's the same components the same makeup it's a virginia perique outer um ring and in the center of that ring a bullseye of um uh black cavendish that's what this is davidoff's uh, flake medallions is a virginia perique blend with a bullseye of um unflavored black cavendish in the in the middle there and you know the difference being that the the luxury bullseye flake is available in bulk. Mm. You can get a couple of ounces of it for about seven bucks. Yeah. Um, this is not available in bulk. It is only available in the tin from Davidoff, and the tin is sixteen ninety nine. Here at Twins, anyway. I know places. You know. You know have different prices for things based on the taxes and blah blah blah. And we also, you know, also did a show last week called Is It All That? Is It Really All That? And so is how does this tobacco, which is twice as much, over twice as much as the Peter Stokeby Bullseye, how does it stack up? They're, it's a similar blend, the same presentation of the blend. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think? Is this a... a is this a better tobacco than that from what you've from what you've smoked? Is it the same? Does it not match up at all? What where where are you guys at, Paul? I I, I want to know what you think. Yeah, I, I would have to, I would in order to give it a fair shake, I would have to smoke it side by side. Mm-hmm. But I if I remember correctly, the uh, bullseye from from Stokeby didn't have to me at least the creamy. Hmm. Uh, floral essence in the room note uh, with uh, with that tobacco as I'm getting from this, mm-hmm. and th- this is this has just been a fantastic tobacco, really, with that uh, that aromatic flavor, the uh, the the uh, this little bit of spice, uh, the the body on this. I think that, that this is just a, literally just a tad bit stronger too. I think this is probably medium to me, medium medium plus. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm going to favor this one over that, just from that additional uh, notes that I'm getting from it. So in your mind, yeah. this is worth paying the extra for the tin price. I, I would say so, yes. Okay, Nick, what what's your take on this? Even though this is a good tobacco, mm-hmm. and yeah, I'm really enjoying it, mm-hmm. I think this is a a little bit. Not as subtle and smooth as the evening blend. Well, I like the evening blend. We're not blend, talking about but, evening blend. We're talking about Peter Sobey's Luxury Bullseye Flake. 
Well, yeah, that's the. Isn't that the evening blend? Mm-mm. No. No? Mm-mm. No. Sorry. Wrong, luxury bullseye flake. Yeah, but that's what we had. Amesquite coin slice. At oh, Dunn's. okay. The bulk. All right. My mistake. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I would probably still have to go with that. I think that one is a little bit more subtle, but still complex. Um, this one, I think, is a little bit more loud. <laughs> what does it, loud mean? Like bite. It, well, it does have the bite, which I'm enjoying. I think it's just it's it a ha- lot of tobacco notes. Like I don't know why. I don't know why. I don't know. Um, I think with the subtleness of that one, because this one is is a bit stronger. I think with the subtleness of that one allows the flavors to kind of play out a little bit more you're able to in my opinion you're able to uh, pick out a little bit more flavors in there and it comes across my palate a little bit more better than this one does more better more better okay, so you enjoyed the luxury the luxury bullseye flake aka what we call it twins the amiskin coin slice right as much or better than this yes and so you would probably favor getting the cheaper yeah bulk over the I like it I like it better than this one um like I said I think even though they're both got some uh, they're similar flavors mm-hmm. that one delivers it on my palate a little bit better a little bit more um subtle where I can smoke it repeatedly mm-hmm. through the day this one I feel after two or three bowls of this kind of get sick of it i would have to switch up i would have to go to something different um a, a great blend great tobacco but with the stoker beast tobacco i would have to stick with that one okay that would be that'd be in my pipe all day all right dave what about you i feel like i would i would really like to try the amaskeg coin slice with this drink to mm-hmm. get a fair opinion on it because i think this is such a great pairing that um i i'd like to i'd like to try the ambus gag with the rabbit down the hole rabbit down the hole and for those of you out there <laughs> outside of twins rabbit hole brother rabbit hole. we rename a lot of our bulk tobaccos <laughs> and uh Amiske coin slice is peter stokeby luxury bullseye flake just to be clear but that being said i feel like this is a stronger richer blend and um which to me means like i think they each have their place i feel like the amaskeg with without you know knowing what it would taste like with the pairing is more of an all-day smoke than than this would be i agree with nick with this is like a little bit more rich um and i would probably go for the amaskeg um but they're they're very similar I would just real. I would really love to try it with the rabbit hole to see how they really stack up together. Okay, that's fair enough. Um, for me, um, they are very, very, very similar. I think there is a little bit more nuance and complexity to this than there is to the luxury bullseye flake. Um, so I think you're getting something special with this that, uh, that bulk, you know, doesn't provide that said, 
I think Luxury Bullseye Flake is a really, really good tobacco. And for a couple of ounces for seven bucks, that's a really, really good deal. Yeah, um, you're pretty, you're pretty close to this. If you want to treat yourself, if you really like Luxury Bullseye Flake, and want to try something in that line of of uh, pipe tobacco that you know, I think might be a step up as far as complexity and nuance goes, I think this would be worth buying the tin. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's that's my opinion of yes. this. I yeah. think, to me, the difference is like plum pudding versus plum pudding special reserve. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. that extra step, that extra richness that just really pushes it over the edge. Mm-hmm. Now, Paul... You got some uh, news for us, I think. I do. This week, right? I do. New York coming back into the play here? Yeah, it didn't take long, huh? No. Oh, they're they're not too happy. No, they're not. They're nope. not happy. New York tobacconists respond to statewide tax hike. Mm-hmm. The 1st of October marked the closure of a tax loophole mm-hmm. that allowed New York tobacconists to maintain a roughly 38% tax on cigars. Now... The Empire State cigar tax has nearly doubled to mm. 75% of the cigar's wholesale price, Ouch. one of the highest in the nation. And retailers are already feeling its effect on business. Mm-hmm. Quote, unquote, everyone is complaining about the, the price increase, said Danny Ditkowitz, one of the owners of Tobacco Plaza in Great Neck, which is located in Nassau County, Long Island. I had a guy who comes in every day and spends $40 and came out with four cigars. Now he comes out with three cigars. He's spending the same amount but losing one cigar. Ouch. Signed into effect on April 3rd by Governor Andrew Cuomo, the tax increase was part of the $177 billion budget for New York State that had already created tax relief for smaller businesses. Tobacconists worry about staying in business with such a a drastic jump in price. In what has already been a difficult year with the outbreak of COVID-19, Vanessa, Vanessa Nastri of Barclay Rex in New York City is particularly incensed, especially given difficulties retailers are currently facing. Mm-hmm. Quote-unquote, we are all in survival mode, and it stinks. Adding another high tax is only driving more people to order online mm-hmm. or shop outside New York State. We were hoping that our lawmakers would elect and elected officials would have fought to help smaller businesses, especially during this tough time, by delaying the implementation of this tax hike. Unfortunately, this did not happen. Mm. Cigar aficionado reached out to several cigar shops in New York State to find out exactly what tax hike means to the average customer. At the Davidoff store in Manhattan's Tony Madison Avenue, a Davidoff 702 series and a Brasario Double R that had previously retailed for $40.40 now costs $48.50. Further downtown in Barclay Rex, a Padron 1964 anniversary series Exclusivo has gone from $14.50 to $17.50. And upstate in Saratoga Springs at, at James and Sons Tobacconist, and Arturo Fuente Hemingway signature has gone from $9.99 to $11.99. Mm-hmm. Kyla Comer, manager of, Son- of James and Sons, told a cigar aficionado that he had been receiving complaints from customers who were unaware of the new tax hike and saw the price of their cigars go up 2 to $3 overnight. With the pandemic and its required safety measures still ongoing, businesses like the, his are depending on tourism and travel 
have already seen it affected. The tax is not technically a new one. It has been in effect since 2010, but an industry standard adjustment ratio was introduced in, two, in December of 2013 that kept the tax rate lower. That adjustment ratio gave retailers the option to calculate wholesale price themselves in the event an established price or manufacturer's invoice is not available. Since many retailers obtain their cigars through distributors and not directly from the manufacturer, they were able to pay the lower 38% tax. Now retailers have to pay 75% of the cost for any cigars they receive that were shipped after October 1st. Ugh. To compensate, retailers have tried to adapt to these unusual times and use various means to ensure the continuous flow of business. At Davidoff Madison, as well as our other Davidoff New York stores, the greatest impact has been in the decline of foot traffic, mm -hmm. uh, said Lana Frazier, head of marketing and retail for Davidoff of Geneva, USA. This has caused our team to work creatively on how to best service our customers. Mm -hmm. It remains to be seen how many shops in New York State can withstand the compounded blow of both a tax hike and the pandemic. Even the reverse, it's sorry, even the revered, excuse me, even the revered Nat Sherman, which was a New York City institution backed by corporate dollars, closed its doors in September. Naturally, retailers can't help but feel concerned. The governor raised the prices during the pandemic when a lot of people were out of business. Now he's chasing the other stores away that made it through the pandemic. Some of them are going to have to go out of business. Yeah. Uh, that's a shame. Yep. This is tough <clears throat> stuff. Um, and it's only going to get worse. I mean, it's this well, is just only the, after the yeah, first month and a half. They're, they're also talking about uh, lockdowns as well. It's coming, yep. so it's coming back. With, uh, I know... Uh, a few states in uh, in the nation have already begun to lock down again and curfews like Massachusetts. Mm -hmm. It's it, they're they're gonna go out of business. It's crazy. They're hurting. You know what I mean? If they're thinking that, like you've said before in the past, Danny, on mm -hmm. uh, previous episodes, that if they think they're gonna get you know more money out of the taxpayers and more money out of the businesses, they're dead wrong. That's, that's crazy no. that they're thinking that way. No. No. You're going to see a lot of border stores across the border in New York yep. start to increase in their, mm -hmm. uh, you know, even if they're, you know, 30, 40%. Yeah. That's 30%, 35% less than what uh, the taxes are in New York. You're going to see that happen. I mean, I mean we're, see we're seeing it here at, in Twins where a lot of people are coming from Massachusetts. Mm hmm. I mean, a they do have a tax down there, but there's not forty percent. There's not a whole lot of cigar shops down there, mm -hmm. and the few that were there have closed, and there's only a few remaining. And and now you can't get flavored tobacco. You can't get down flavored there, tobacco, so pipe tobacco, any any of it, cigars, yep. cigarettes, whatever. Mm -hmm. So they're coming across the street to uh, to do their shopping here. Hmm. It's insane. Nuts. Absolutely insane. Thank you, Paul. Mm -hmm. We should all be praying for these people. We should be. Would you rather? Oh, here we go. Nick. Yeah, here we go. Would you rather eat an entire Thanksgiving turkey yourself? <laughs> Which I have. Or eat all the Thanksgiving stuffing by yourself? Oh, Which I have. God. Damn. Wow. Well. Oh, man, this is tough, man. Well, I'll tell you right now. If... It's my grandmother's bread stuffing. I'm eating all that stuffing. Mm. 
What's special about it? It's just so good. Uh, she's been making it. Oh my god, she's been making it for years. Mm. And the bread stuffing with a little bit of gravy on the top is is fantastic, man. Mm. Oh my god, that for me would have to be have to be the stuffing, man. Stuffing. The stuffing. I've eaten whole turkeys before in the past. <laughs> I've eaten whole 40-pound turkeys. I have. By now, myself. Now, now, wait a minute. You have a turkey that's been roaming your my, property my for the last year, and yes. you even said that that's going to probably be served on Thanksgiving. Yeah, me and, and my you, wife were talking and, about And you that, said that yeah. that's, what, close to 40 pounds? He, so the male is definitely over 40 pounds. Um, I don't know exact, but he's definitely over 40 pounds, and the female is probably roughly 38 to 40 pounds. And, uh, so either way, a forty-pound turkey is going to be on your table. Yeah. So. Oh yes. Can we can we say that forty pounds might be in Nick's stomach by at, the time Thanksgiving is over? See, at the time, at the time when I was eating a lot, I was two sixty. Okay. I am now pushing <laughs> two thirty. So. So this thirty back pounds then, that can be gained. Yeah, back then when I was two sixty and working out for three hours a day every day. Uh, I was able to do that. I was able to put away 40 pounds of turkey by myself. I can't do that anymore. I could probably do about 5 to 10 pounds. Um, but if I had to choose right now, would I rather? It would be the bread stuffing for my grandmother all day long. That I can put down. It, oh, I could put down that bread stuffing like you, like you read about. That Dave. stuff, that stuff is, oh, I'm stuffing. stuffing, 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 stuffing. I don't even have to think about it. Stuffing, stuffing, stuffing. all day. I have stuffing for dinner. So it's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's my favorite food group besides mm. bacon, bacon and stuffing. In my you know what? Favorite. When the this uh, next week Thanksgiving, mm -hmm. when my grandmother makes the bread stuffing, I'm gonna bring some in for you guys, and then you guys can be the verdict on that one. All mm -hmm. right. All right. Bring in some apple pie and we'll call it a date. All right. All right. We'll just uh, have a not just blowing smoke eating episode. Oh. We'll uh, we'll rival uh, John Carney's uh, cooking episode. Sounds and we'll, good. And we'll just sit here in silence, smoking, and eating, and I'm drinking. All for that. Yep. I'm all for That's that. It should be a food pairing. Food pairing. Food pairing. Paul, I remember how unfair it was when I was growing up that my mother. When she cooked the turkey on Thanksgiving, would try to stuff the little the the, the cavity mm -hmm. with bread stuffing. Yep. And what you got out of it was probably just enough for maybe I don't know maybe less than half a cup for mm -hmm. each plate. Mm -hmm. But it was the best pot to me. It was the best pot of Thanksgiving was the bread yeah. stuffing. It, it is, and over it is, the years, so I used to I used to do Thanksgiving at my house years ago. And I said, "There's no way I'm going to do that to my family. He's going to make extra. I'm going to I'm going to make extra. I made, I made <laughs> a casserole dish worth of something. Like yeah. four huge containers of it is what I made. You know, oh, and I just boy. I, I cooked it separately from the turkey. Mm -hmm. um, and that that is absolutely my favorite part of mm -hmm. Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like the turkey, but again, I don't I don't eat turkey like that." It's a, once a year. Mm -hmm. I'll have sliced turkey from a deli, but that's not the same. Mm. But either way, <laughs> the, the, the bread mm -hmm. stuffing to me is the best part of that meal. Yeah. Mm. Our mom, yeah. Dan, made the best stuffing ever. Oh. I actually make the best stuffing ever. Ooh. Ooh. 
took it. And because what about I you, said Danny? that, I would eat my stuffing. Stuffing across my the board. Stuffing, my stuffing is is a meal in and of itself. Mm. That a boy. My stuffing includes um, ground sausage. Oh. And bacon mm-hmm. <laughs> for Dave. <laughs> you know what? Then cloves, we might have to we cloves, might have to have a cook off here then at cloves and garlic. And um, mm-hmm. so you have a little sliver of that, and you're full. Mm-hmm. And then there's the turkey and Ooh. the pie and the vegetables and everything else. What, what time you having Thanksgiving? Because I might have to uh, show up. <clears throat> so you know, <laughs> it's not just thanks, blowing smoke Thanksgiving, you know, baby. Uh, mm. We're we're going to be doing Thanksgiving at uh, my wife's sister's house this uh, year. What's the address? Uh, <laughs> it is blah blah blah. In, uh, blah, in, uh, blah blah Groveland. blah. In Groveland. In Groveland. I'll find the house. I won't, uh, yeah, you'll find it. You'll I'll find, find it. it. I'll just and, look for um, the blue Camry. I'll find it. You know, I you know I know we're limited to uh, in Massachusetts uh, ten people at a time, but uh, well, I heard we're going to screw it and do eleven. Well, wait, wait, because wait. Because Mandy's widower, you know, dad, you know, wait. should not be by himself. You should know. You should know this as a pastor. Mm-hmm. You should know this. So the restricting people uh the restricting households yeah 10 people yeah but the restricting funerals for 30 people mm. you should do a ceremony or a wake for the turkey well being a pastor i can make that happen yes, you there can. you so, go there you go you can do a wake for the turkey <laughs> a wake for the turkey and for mandy's uh, mom there you go so a, a wake or a funeral is a max of 30 people mm. You should have a funeral for the turkey, your pet turkey that you took care of, and that you're gathering mm-hmm. friends and family to. Uh... We lost two good birds this year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but... Uh, yeah. but yeah, Problem my, solved I'm, by I'm that's very, yeah. I, I'm, and that's my task is I'm making the stuffing, and. Um, I need they the have recipe, no Dan. I, they have no idea what's coming. I need the recipe. It's going please. to be. It's going to be epic. It's, I'm looking forward to it. I couldn't eat all of it, but if I could, I would yep. eat all of it. Stuffing. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Stuffing. Hallelujah. Stuffing. It's a stuffing kind of people. There's never enough at Thanksgiving. No. Um, final verdict on the uh, Davidoff Flake medallions here. It was great. It's yeah. Good stuff. It's great, good stuff, Dave. Mm-hmm. I love it. Uh, I love it. Uh, <laughs> so, like I said earlier, I, I, I layered it. About? What? I layered it, and the um, it is the Perique centers are really popping when I Cavendish have them. Centers. Cavendish, Cavendish centers. centers. <laughs> the Cavendish centers are really popping when I have them. Hey, and it's popping it's, all it's around. Awesome. Oh. Yeah. No, I I absolutely agree. I think this this tobacco is is worth buying. Uh, for that sixteen ninety nine price, mm-hmm. um, it's just it just gives it an extra uh, to me a level of body and and uh, flavors out of it that that creamy. I'm yes. still getting that creamy, still getting that floral notes out of it. It's just mm-hmm. intoxicating. The, the the Virginia fruits and the and the Perique spice is just so working well together. The retro hill on this is Re- amazing. Super yeah. smooth. Mm. Mm-hmm. Just nice, nice, light, subtle mm. spice. Yummy. Really, really good. If you're a Virginia and Perique guy, yep. definitely give this a try. Um, you know, I'd love to know what people think who listen to the show, whether, you know, they would um, take this over uh, 
Peter Stokeby's luxury bullseye flake. Yeah. I'd love to know what people think about that. I definitely think this is a little bit of a step up. Um, it's really hard to beat, though, Peter Stokeby's stuff for, you know, 350 an ounce or less. He's depending on where you shop. He's it's, a hell of a blender. You know, um, it's it's been class. That's been a bestseller in America since uh, Eric's uh, father put that out back in the seventies, mm -hmm. and um, you know it says something when you know you can have something out there for fifty years and it's still yeah. one of the best-selling tobaccos out there. But uh, certainly Davidoff's Flake Medallions is uh, to me more than just a name. Mm -hmm. um, the it, it is a very smooth, very creamy, very nuanced blend, and I can highly recommend it. I think we all do. I think I hear that across the table. Yeah. Um, so very good stuff. Definitely worth trying. Now, next week, uh, for better or worse, <laughs> most of us will not be here. We are doing the Ladies' Night Takeover of not just blowing smoke next week and next week kendra and brie and talia tequila talia will be back and uh lauren ferraro will be here via skype as well and then there will be dave hello wishing that he could be dating and drinking with all of them and <laughs> at least he'll be drinking with them and smoking with them. Mm -hmm. um, and they'll be smoking the Ashton Age Maduro number, is it the number 30? 30, is there yeah. a Busto? Yes. 30, yeah. And Lane 1Q, which we uh, uh, market at Twins as Granite State. And that is the nation's best-selling pipe tobacco. And it has been for decades since William Lane produced it back in the early 70s. It's a um, uh, light and dark Cavendish with a little vanilla topping. It's going to be interesting to see. You know, I think the ladies are going to love it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be a great show. You are not going to want to miss it. Now, I understand that the viewership for next week's show is probably going to be freaking off the charts. <laughs> because Nick and Paul and I will not be here. We won't, know, And we will be replaced <clears throat> by three incredibly gorgeous intelligent women who know their stuff when it comes to cigars and pipes mm -hmm. and liquor um but i would ask that uh you do let us come back the following week <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna go to like 50 60 yeah, views yeah, it's to gonna like, be like 50 bajillion views I know. you know it's, it's gonna be our most watched it is it's gonna be you know we know that and we're gonna be out of work but you know, please, That's please true. have mercy on us. Come back. <laughs> have mercy. You know, I'm not that bad, you know. Uh, I concur. You know, we're we're good to listen to. Yeah, maybe we, maybe we, not. We have watch. we've got great face for radio. We've mm -hmm. got great faces for radio yep. here. Yep. And um, especially Dave. <laughs> Dave has a great radio <laughs> face. Um, yeah. All right, well, that's it for tonight's show. Thanks for being with us. We appreciate it. And um, we will see you guys next week. And hopefully, well, we won't see you next week. No. It's Ladies Night Takeover. We'll see I you will in see two you weeks. Next week. Dave will be here dressed like a woman. Mm. That is reason enough to come back next week. And that's not even...
blowing smoke. Catch you later. Another smoke, another day. Take it easy, guys. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for watching. And we should also be grateful for our viewers. Mm. We should be. And we yes. are. Yes, we absolutely. Are. We're very grateful. Right, We're grateful fandom. for you. you. All right, Dave. Uh, can it. You've been listening to Not Just Blowing Smoke, the podcast that brings the wealth of knowledge, expertise, and fun of Twins Smoke Shop, New England's premier smoke shop, right to you, wherever you are, whenever you want it. You can find us at our website, notjustblowingsmoke.com, and keep in touch with us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram at Not Just Blowing Smoke. Thanks for listening, everybody. And that is Not Just Blowing Smoke. Rolling with the top down, smoking on a fat cigar.